0: about to witness the strength of street knowledge you're listening to dads with swag where your coach sean has the tools to help you navigate some of life's ups and downs let's do it whether you're trying to balance work and life going through a difficult time in marriage or trying to manifest that perfect mate sean can get you from where you are to where you want to be Loving husband and dad to two amazing girls. Your coach Sean can help you turn your dreams into goals and make them a reality. No more faking change, it's time to start making change with the swaggiest dad of them all. Your coach, Sean. What is up? welcome back to dads with swag we're coming at you live from the swaggiest studios of all the dads with swag studios we got a great show for you this week man i'm telling you it's called baby mama drama and this week's episode uh was recommended to us by a listener and i love it when the listeners interact with the show and uh this listener she uh wrote into the show and she had a topic that she wanted to talk about. And basically she wrote, hey Sean, I was just wondering if you'd do a podcast on life after divorce slash separation when you have children involved. How to explain to the children what's going on. How to handle introducing a new partner into the relationship. What boundaries should step parents not cross with your children, such as discipline. I've been Future Hubby, I've been with Future Hubby for three years And I've been with him through everything from custody hearings to first days of school. It hasn't been easy and we've had our fair share of arguments, but we're willing to learn more and help blend our family and make it strong. Background info, future husband has one daughter, currently six years old, turning seven in October. I met daughter at age four around a year after hubby got divorced. They have 50-50 custody. They exchange on Wednesdays and Sundays. Future husband and baby mama don't have a good relationship. Communication is very limited between the two. We got you. We got you on this. This topic, this is a good topic because I do get a lot of questions in reference to this. I get a lot of questions about, you know, how do you blend a family? How do you integrate a new partner into an existing family? Uh, And I know from personal experience because I've done it uh, and there are some challenges and there are some hiccups and there, you know, I'm just going to explain this from my point of view. Now, everybody's going to have a different point of view and some people are going to like what I got to say and some people aren't going to like what I got to say. Um, Everybody has the opportunity to do things differently. They can do them their way. Uh, Another quick thing about today's show, we're gonna do another one of those small scale shows with no music. Uh, I know that's going to bum some people out, but it's going to make some people happy. And I'm kind of figuring out the platform of the show here and see what the listeners like more. Do you guys like the music breaks? You know, especially if you're in a car, it breaks up the monotony a little bit. Uh, We'll still have some advertisements and stuff because we got to pay the bills to keep the lights on here. But we're not going to go with any musical breaks uh, and it'll be a little condensed show. So let's get to her first question. How do you explain to the kids what's going on? So I'm gonna chop this up into two different topics. One, how do you explain to your kids that you're going through divorce, right? That mommy and daddy are splitting up, that the family dynamic that they're used to is gonna change. Now for me, when baby mama walked out the door, my kids was little. Like one years old, two years old, They they were young. Uh, So, only my oldest daughter, Bella, kind of remembers a little bit about mom and dad being together. But I don't think she really remembers that much. I think her memory is more from stories that she's heard and then she remembers those stories. I don't know if she could actually... Picture that stuff in her brain and Ava, she doesn't remember anything like no. And sometimes that's hard for her because she, she sometimes wants to be like, well, what, what was it like when, when mommy and daddy were together? Um, because for her, there's like no real explanation. Cause she doesn't know like the bad times or the good times, you know, for her, it's just these times. Um, uh, so for my kids, I, I didn't really have to have the chat, right? The talk, the, the sit down and, and tell the kids, you know, what's going on. But what I would recommend is that first and foremost, the most important thing, if you can't communicate anything else to the kids properly, like nothing else is coming out of your mouth that makes sense at all. If you can get this one aspect down, you're going to be doing okay. And that aspect is... No matter what, mommy and daddy love you guys, right? Like this has nothing to do with you. Sometimes kids take it upon themselves because they think that the reason their parents are splitting up is all because of them, but it's not, right? It's because of mom, it's because of dad, and it's probably sharing the blame 50-50. Even though you think that like, you know, it was your ex that caused all the problems, it was probably equally your fault as it was your ex's fault you guys are both equally to blame I guarantee it like every client that I've had you know they have some share in in what happened and what took place you know they have some responsibility that they have to own up to and a lot of times, a spouse won't own up to it, whether they won't own up to it to themselves or they won't own up to it publicly. You know, there's a lot of different things. But in my experience, it's 50-50 on why shit went south. So just let the kids know that it's not about them. But what happens, especially when kids get older, you know, parents are already angry with each other, right? They're already on edge with each other. And then a kid says something or asks for something, and then that sparks a big argument between the parents, even though what the kid did or said has nothing to do with it, right? Parents were just so close to exploding that they was just itching for something to argue about. So kids take that on and then they think, man, this is all my fault. I'm the cause of all this. I'm the reason for my parents' divorce. You gotta let them know that, hey, it's not you. We love you immensely, we'll always be there for you. We're gonna always love you. Uh, You know, if if you could tell them that, hey, you know, just, you know, daddy still loves mommy and loves her as a friend and loves her as your mother. I just not in love with her. I just am not romantically in love with her or physically in love with her or emotionally in love with her. But I do love the fact that I chose her to be your parents. That could that can go a long way as well uh, and, and always definitely try to respect the other person. I know that's hard. That is hard, especially, you know, for me as well. That's challenging. Um, because especially as time goes on or, you know, sometimes it's really bad at the beginning and then it gets better. And then, you know, more dynamics change and it gets worse. Um, but at least try to have respect, especially in front of your kids for that ex. that's going to go, that's going to go a great A great way, a great deal of um, currency, you know, that love currency that you're going to put into your kids by letting them know that, hey, I might not be married to your mom, but I still respect your mom, especially when the kids get a little older and they start misbehaving, you know, and you can't go to your kid and be like, yo, why didn't you listen to your mom or why didn't you listen to your dad? And then they're like, well, you don't listen to her. Why do I have to listen to her? Or you don't like her. Why do I have to like her? You know, so it's, you, you got to at least fake it till you make it. You know what I'm saying? You have to at least show some form of respect. Um, if for nothing else, just to help your children grow as people and young adults uh, to always respect people. So that's what I would do. I, I would really just sit the kids down and let them know that, hey, this is about us this isn't about you. We understand that this is going to affect your life tremendously, but you're not the reason for this dissolving of the marriage. Mommy and daddy are the reason for it. Put all blame on us. Uh, and then, you know, when it gets to the new partner, the new bringing a new person into the relationship, um, you know, as a dad, I... I my kids are the most important thing to me in, in my life, and I went with the slow and low aspect of introducing my new wife to my kids. Um, when I was dating after my divorce, I would start off every date with the same same things. I don't want to get married. You're never going to meet my kids. Nice to meet you. you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it, it. that was just my go-to. Like I didn't expect to meet anybody who would be amazing enough to introduce to my kids. You know, until I met my, my new wife, um, who then it was like, okay, this is, you know, it, it's gonna work out. But even then, it was a slow process and throughout the entire process, I sat down personally and talked to my kids one-on-one. I wanted to get their input every step of the way. Uh, so we're gonna kind of skip a little. We're gonna jump to her question about how do you introduce a new partner? Uh, and we're gonna come back to the, explain to your kids what's going on. So to introduce the new partner, it's kinda, I'm gonna break it up into some segments And that's probably still part of her question about how do you explain to the kids what's going on? So we're gonna do that right after this break. Now back to Dads with Swag with your host, Sean Alfonso. I love to give back to charity. Sometimes I find it hard to just cut a big check. I get so busy with the wife and kids, I'm more of a set it and forget it kind of guy. That's why I love the Angel Club. I can pick the amount I want taken out of my checking account every month. I never see the money, so I never miss the money. And I can always feel good knowing I'm giving back every month. If you want to join the Angel Club, just go to PierceFamilyFoundation.com. Welcome back to Dads with Swag. Check us out on iTunes and please subscribe, rate, and review the show. We need all the love we can get. You can find all our past episodes on dadswithswag.com. Follow us on social media at your coach Sean. And if you have any questions or show ideas or you want to come on the show, email me at sean at com. So let's get into this. How do you introduce a new partner to your kids? You know, me, like I said, I'm very cautious, man. I took it slow, very, very slow. And I actually... I thought about it in advance just in case I was more worried about my ex-wife finding a new partner um, than I was thinking about a new partner, but what I did was I put it in the divorce decree. I put in the divorce decree that, hey, uh, if you're in a serious relationship and you're going to introduce the kids to somebody and be romantic and kiss and hug and hold hands and do all that kind of stuff in front of the kids, then the... ex needs to be able to meet the person first. Um, and it's not for like a controlling thing or a judgment thing, but it's more of kind of like a not surprised thing. You know, when your kids come home, like they always will. And they're going to be like, you know, yo, mommy, daddy's got a girlfriend and you know, she has blonde hair and her name is Megan. And then, at least the 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 ex will be able to be like oh yeah i know i met her before she's a nice lady uh so i think that like that's one again that's the same thing you know you're you're building that system to where it's all about the kids right you know it's like it you're you're showing the kids that um We know what's going on. We know who mommy and daddy are dating. And we know, you know, that the rules at one house are this way and the rules at this house are this way. And we talk and we try to get on page with the same rules and the same discipline and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And down the road, it's going to help a lot because the kids are going to know you know, that they can't get away with anything. So I put in my divorce decree that, you know, if, if one of us starts dating somebody seriously and we're going to introduce them to the children, then there, there has to be a meeting beforehand with the ex. And the ex has no say in it. You can't say, no, I don't like that person. And you can't date that person. Or I don't want my kids to meet that person. They don't have any say in it whatsoever, but there has to be that meeting, uh, just that encounter. So they know who their kids are talking about when their kids are talking about them. Um, and so we, you know, when I first started dating Megan, man, we dated for a while, uh, before she met my kids and, basically then after that, um, she would meet, she'd see my kids and she met my kids and she knew my kids, but it was only at large scale events, right? Like if I was having a big fourth of July party at my house with like 80 people, you know, some friends and some, some homies from church and some other parents and kids and, you know, friends of my kids, then, you know, I would I would invite Megan to that and be like, "Yo, you know, you want to come to this?" And then she would see the girls there, and the girls would see her there. But the girls didn't know anything, right? We didn't hold hands, we didn't kiss, we didn't hug, we didn't do any of that stuff. It was just like, "Hey, she was another one of my dad's friends, who I have a lot of friends, both male and female." Um, so it wouldn't be weird uh, if the girls were to talk about her. To their mom because I have so many you know close female friends from church or from business or whatever it may be, Um, and then after that, then it was like okay I see things going. It was probably like another six months to a year after that. I'm like okay I see things going in a positive direction, Um, so I introduced my ex to my current wife, and we just met at Starbucks. It was like 15 minutes, maybe not even that. Uh, it was hella awkward, right? It was hella awkward for everybody. Um, and we, we just did it. Now, the funny thing is we found out, which is funny to me, probably not funny to, to my baby mama, but she actually like Googled my current wife and like did all this research. So it was even like a little more weird. Cause it's like, why would you do that? Like, and, and maybe it's like today's day and age. I don't know. People do that. I've never Googled anybody. Like I don't, I don't like just like I meet somebody, I'm like, oh, let me Google you and, and find out information about you. Like if I got questions about you, I'm just gonna ask them. I'm just gonna straight up ask you. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know why I would Google somebody. It would never, I would never even think to do that. Um, but it's crazy. Like even, even my ex and her new husband, they like Google my wife and her family and all this stuff and it's bananas. I'm like, it's creepy. It's like stalking to me. It's a form of stalking. Uh, but it's probably just a form of jealousy um but anyways I digress that's for a different show so after my ex met you know Megan who in all for all intensive purposes and out in society and everywhere else in the world she was my girlfriend to my kids she was just a friend of Daddy's right like out in public we kiss and we hugging. but I would make sure that, we would go to different parts of town that my kids wouldn't be at so I wouldn't like accidentally bump into my kids as I'm coming out of the movie theater holding hands with, with her you know what I'm saying like we, we was we kept it on a down low um, except for like with our friends and, and stuff like that they all knew what was going on so then what I did was I sat down with the kids and I asked them I'm like hey You know, what do you guys think about Megan? You like her? Whoop, whoop. You know, what do you think about if she became daddy's girlfriend? Uh, You know, nothing would change with us. I would still love you. It's not going to take any of my love away from you. And I think that's one another point to make sure that you bring up is to let your kids know that if you're bringing in a new a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend, that that's not going to change the amount of love I have for you. Like nothing could ever change that love. And for me, I'm lucky I have two little girls. So I could say, you know, Isabella, it's like when we had Ava, I didn't love you less. Like I can't love Bella less just because I got another kid my heart is just big enough to love you both so much. And my heart's big enough to love somebody else so much. And my heart's big enough to love a lot of people, a whole bunch. So I think that's really important because I think one of their fears, even though they might not express it, is that of being forgotten about or unloved or left behind or pushed aside. And I know, like, I know I have seen it firsthand. There are a lot of single dads and single moms out there that do just that right they put their dating life and their self-interests ahead of their kids right it's like oh daddy's going on a date now you're with the babysitter oh mommy's going on a date now watch your brother like i didn't do any of that stuff i pretty much anything when it was my time with the kids Uh, Megan would very rarely come over mostly on like the weekends and stuff, but we would just do stuff together. Uh, and, and I really just dated her on my off days, especially at the beginning when, when, when the, when the, when the girls knew about the relationship, uh, uh, I'd really tried to focus all my attention on the girls. And then Megan tried to focus all her attention on the girls. So when we were together with the girls, it was like, Me doting on the girls and her doting on the girls. Uh, So it was like they were getting double attention. So that's important, right? It's important to kind of like put yourself aside for a little bit and just focus on the kids at least for the first six months to get them comfortable. The other thing I did was I asked the girls, you know, what are some of your fears? What are some of your expectations? What are you excited about? Um, I really let them in on the whole process. And it was like that the entire time, the entire way it was like that. Um, and, and, you know, this kind of ties in with the whole explaining to your kids what's going on. Um, before, you know, Megan and I had talked about her moving in with the girls and I, and, um, I'm like, all right, I digested it. And that was probably like three years after we've been together at this point. And I'm like, all right, I got to talk to the girls. Let's talk to the girls about it and see what it, you know, what what's going on with them. So I did just that, you know, I, I sat down with the girls and I said, Hey, what do you guys think about, you know, Megan moving in with us? And I did this when Megan not there, so they could be as honest as they needed to be. And, you know, they were both excited about it. My oldest Bella, she was a little tentative, you know, because she, I think she was really nervous that daddy wouldn't love her anymore. Uh, so she was a little tentative at first, but, uh, she didn't have very many, you know, hesitations other than that. And I knew I trusted in my heart and in my gut, uh, that Megan was delivered to me by God to make my family better and make my home better and make my life better. So I knew that Isabella's fears were just that. They were just fears for the moment and that those would slowly diminish. Um, And then, you know, before I asked Megan to marry me, I talked to the girls about that as well. You know, I explained to them, you know, daddy really loves Megan. We'd like to make this thing official. You know, what do you guys think? Once again, they were both on board. Isabella still had some hesitation. You know, she didn't want a new stepmom she didn't want a new mom her her mom had just gotten remarried and you know she doesn't have a she doesn't like that dude she doesn't have a good relationship with that cat so she was nervous about it changing her relationship with megan and like would she become the evil stepmom and all that kind of stuff um and but we, we we went and but everything else was great she loved megan she she was down for the long-term relationship and all that. She was just nervous at the moment. And um, so that's basically how I introduced my new partner to my kids. Now, I know some people out there do it completely different, you know? I know some people that, like, they introduce their kids on first dates. They're like, hey, why don't you get your kids and I'll get my kids and, you know, we'll go to Peter Piper Pizza together and we'll hang out and have a play date and we can make out and you know maybe we'll have a sleepover at my house and the kids can eat popcorn and watch movies and then we can go in the bedroom and smash like that's another way to do it i don't agree with that way i don't think that way is cool i think you're setting things up for failure i think you're giving a bad example to the kids uh Now, if you do that once and it turns into a long-lasting, loving relationship, cool. I have never seen that happen in all my years of experience. I've never heard of that happening. Uh, But if it's happened for you, no judgment at all. I'm proud of you and I'm happy that it worked out. But from what I've seen most of the time ta- t- most of the time those relationships will last a few months or a couple years especially if you move the kids in and you know join the families real early without taking the time to really build the dynamics um, those things fizzle out and there's a lot of resentment and a lot of hatred and then you just do the same thing again I know people who have set up those play date type dates um and they've probably gone through like five or six dudes or five or six women in the course of a year i couldn't comprehend introducing my kids to 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 five or six different people the only women that my kids have ever seen me kiss and actually ava ain't never seen me kiss but bella the only is is my current wife and my previous wife that's it that's it like they don't need to see me with any more people than that right so that's just my two cents, my soapbox. But once again, like I said, the dads with swag, we don't judge here. You could, you could, if shit works for you, do you. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to give my opinion and my viewpoint. Uh, if you got a different opinion or a different viewpoint, hit me up. Let's chat about it. Maybe we could turn it into an entire episode. Maybe we can get you on the show and you can give your vantage point. You'll be like, yo, Sean, I met a lady at the gym. She had two kids. I had two kids. We went to Peter Piper pizza. We made out a little, we had slumber party, you know, sleepovers and you know, we would smash every night and it worked out great. And we did it like that for like a year or two. And then the relationship dissolved, but we're still great friends and our kids are still great friends. And it's amazing. Then I'd love to hear about that story. Call me up. But uh, so that that's kind of like my two cents on introducing a new partner. We are about to take another quick break. We'll be right back to get to some boundaries that step parents shouldn't cross. Now back to Dads with Swag with your host, Sean Alfonso. Yo, fellas, did you know 60% of men start losing their hair by the age of 35? It's also way easier to keep the hair you have than it is to regrow hair. Lucky for you, I have a swagged out VIP private entrance type solution. It's called forhims.com. A one-stop shop for hair loss and sexual wellness for men. Look, with kids, work, and that honey-do list, who has time to hit up the doctor and get help with hair loss? What if I told you I can hook you up with a way you can get a prescription for hair loss and sexual wellness from the comfort of your own home? And I'm not talking some quote-unquote supplement you pick up at the gas station or on late-night TV. I'm talking real prescription medicine that has a proven track record. All you have to do is fill out a few questions and send in a couple pics of your scalp. Then, a real doctor will look over your info and prescribe your medication that will ship discreetly to you from 4HIMS. And I got the hookup for you. Order now. My listeners get a trial month of HIMS for just $5. Right now, while supplies last. See website for, for details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4 slash swag. That's 4 slash swag. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash swag. Fourhims slash swag. Welcome back to Dads with Swag. Check us out on iTunes and please subscribe, rate, and review the show. We need all the love we can get. You can find all our past episodes on dadswithswag.com. Follow us on social media at your coach Sean. And if you have any questions or show ideas or you want to come on the show, email me at sean at seanalfonso.com. So what are some boundaries step parents shouldn't cross, such as discipline? Now this is a great question, man. I, I really mean it, because you know we struggle as parents with this kind of stuff all the time, and it's like that fine line, right, where you want to integrate the the step parent, the bonus parent, right? We're trying to use that term bonus mom with wifey, uh, but it you know you're trying to integrate this person into the household, uh, but how do they discipline, and how does all that work? Now, for me, I I pride myself on raising respectable kids, right? That kids that listen, that are respectful, uh, but they're also kids, and they're also at ages where they're testing boundaries, they're figuring out rules, they're figuring out who they are and what their beliefs are. Um, so there are some times that are kind of testing and, and, and trialing, you know? So when, when wifey first moved in with the family, her and I kind of talked about it and I said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to be the bad cop always. I'm just going to be the bad cop. Let's just leave it at that. If you see that the girls didn't hang their towel up after their bath or shower, let me know. And then I'll go let them know. Um, if, if, they didn't put their dish in the sink or put something away or something like that. Let me know and I'll let them know. Um, and we also talked about you know, the I discouraged wifey from saying, I'm gonna have your dad talk to you, or I'm gonna go tell your dad and have him talk to you because I knew that with our larger plan, our larger scale plan, that wouldn't be a good solution, right? So she would text me, she'd send me a text, hey. Ava didn't uh, hang up her towel or, hey, babe, Belle didn't make her bed before school this morning or like whatever it may be. Right. And then I would just be like, yo, I saw you didn't make your bed or, hey, how come that towel's still on the floor? Right. I always played the bad cop and it worked out really well. And we did that for probably about two years. Right. And every now and then Megan would say something. She'd be like, Hey, Bell, can you put that dish in the sink, right? And it would just be every random, every now and then. So they didn't just think that like, oh, here she moved in and now we got all these new rules or here she moved in and everything's changing. Like all they were hearing was the same thing that daddy told them all the time, just from a different voice, a different point of view. Uh, So that's what we did. Discipline, I guess, I don't really, this is going to sound horrible, <laughs> but I don't really discipline the girls that much, right? There's not that much of a need to discipline. I've never hit my kids. I've given them time out. Now, my youngest one, Ava, as everybody knows from episode, episode, episode that I've done, she's my firecracker, right? She's <laughs> She is my live wire, right? So with Ava, it gets a little more challenging. You know, we do have to take away screen time a lot from Ava. Uh, we do have to talk to Ava a lot more and shamefully I yell, right? I got this Italian blood up in me, Irish, Italian, German blood going through my veins and I get hot headed and I get hot headed quick. Right? So it, um, uh, it definitely, I do yell more or I guess, see, and that's the thing. Little girls see it as yelling to me. I'm just talking loud, um, but I do do that quite a bit, and I have to do that a lot to Ava. Uh, talk loud at her in order to get her to listen, because uh, she's at that age, you know, that ten-year-old age where kids are—they—they're not quite teenagers, right? They're not quite adolescents, but they don't want to be babies anymore, right? They don't want to be babies. Um, they want to have an opinion and they want to do things their way, and they're trying to figure out what their way is. So, um, but I, we don't spank or anything like that. Uh, so Megan has lived with us for probably almost four years, three and a half, four years somewhere. I can't remember. Um, uh, and she has probably yelled at the girls or has taken something away from them, like a severe, you know, you just lost screen time for a week or something like that, probably like five or six times. Other than that, I handle all the discipline, all the misbehaving and things like that. Now, over the next three or four years, that number will probably double with Megan, you know? And it'll, you know, right now I'm probably I'm probably taking Ava's screen time away ten times a year. Megan's probably taking Ava's screen time away three times a year. Next year we'll probably it'll probably be more equal, you know, six and six, you know, seven and six, something like that. Uh and and that and it's the same thing with Isabella. Isabella doesn't really get disciplined. She's a good kid. Ava's a good kid too. She like I said, just high spirited. Um but Bella, she doesn't really lose stuff too much, you know. She she kinda just makes sure she handles her business. Um, but we would eventually within the next year, the discipline on that would be 50, 50, but now wifey's got no problem telling Ava, Ava, hang up your towel after your shower. Cause she still don't, you know, kid takes a couple hundred showers a year and she still can't hang up her shower. We've bought her towel. We've bought hooks. We've got stool, like everything you could think of. I'm like, hey, just leave it on the counter if you got to. Uh, But it always ends up either on the floor of the bathroom or on the floor of her bedroom. Uh, It's like trying to train a cat with that one. But that'd be my recommendations on the boundaries. I would start small. Let the natural parent be the bad person. Uh, Another thing that I'm gonna chime in on is... I think it's important, it's amazing if your husband or soon-to-be husband and his ex had the same discipline uh, at each house. Unfortunately, my relationship, we don't have that. I discipline the kids one way, my ex disciplines them completely different, not completely different, but differently, you know. I don't allow my 13-year-old to watch R-rated movies, she allows the 13-year-old to watch R-rated movies, Uh, you know. She allows the 13-year-old to wear makeup. I allow the 13-year-old to wear mascara and lipstick. Uh, so there are some separation rules, but my wife and I follow our house rules, and we support each other, and we got each other's back on our house rules so the girls know what to expect, and we're always a united front. And I think as long as you communicate with your spouse and your current boyfriend or girlfriend or husband... Or wife and you communicate on your guys' family style and your guys' family rules, uh, that it'll work out in the end and you guys are a united front because you know, it's really important that, you know, us as parents, and I still have a hard time with this. Uh, but I, I try to remind myself every day that I got to put God first, my wife second, and my kids third. And that's the way it's written in the Bible. And that's the way that God wants it done. And then my, my, my work life is fourth, you know, down there, all the other shit falls down at the bottom, but it's God, then wife, then kids. Um, and if you guys can try to run your life that way, you know, whatever your God may be or whatever your higher power is or whatever spirit you believe in or, you know, Mother Earth or whatever it is, if you put that stuff first and then after that your spouse and you put all that attention and that love and that caring and that compassion into your spouse and then you both filter that, that same love and compassion and energy down to the kids, it's going to make for a great blended family. Once again, I just want to thank my listener who had some questions and had the courage to shoot in this email. I hope I answered all your questions. If I didn't, hit me back up. I'd love to hear from you. Anybody out there following me on social media, hit me up on social media. And I also, social media is at your Coach Sean. And I got this cool ass thing we're doing for Father's Day where you could win some cigar stuff. Dad's out there, most dads love cigars, like cigars. You could nominate your dad or your husband and you kind of basically just say why you think they, they they deserve the Dad of the Swag Year Award, why they're the swaggiest dad of the year. And if your story wins or if your dad wins then they'll get something from a a cigar company. And we're working out all the details. We're working out you know, what cigar company and all that kind of stuff, but it's gonna be hot and it's gonna be cool and you guys are gonna love it. So make sure to follow us on social media at your coach, Sean, because that's primarily where the contest is gonna run. So follow us. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys. DM me, email me. Call me. Do whatever you got to do. But hey, whatever you do, stay swaggy. We out. Thanks for listening to Dads with Swag. Check out new episodes every Thursday or go to Swag episodes.